welcome to episode 200 of the Mug Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Haramio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary 200. What? 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 I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it how dare you i was like oh i'm in trouble i i I said i'm in trouble i told you what would happen i I told you there would be no conversation you put a post up and you're like we're not doing anything i predicted it last week and i said not a lot of my predictions come true but this one did folks like i'm in trouble although i'll tell you something funny i was thinking on the way home like 200 would be so funny if like the zeros were boobs i thought that would be really funny (laughs) that's what my mind was i'm like that would be a celebration yeah i mean (laughs) boobs yes we love the, um we yeah love well the congratulations i guess uh, anything listen, else going on <laughs> listen, it's a milestone it we're is doing well is. well we, we are we are that was what i have in my notes so my i'm definitely having this on the air i'm not having this conversation with tina off the podcast. <laughs> but like my goal was to do five seasons like oh. i figured if we could get through five seasons at some point like when we went to that you know, what was that pod fest? Yes. I was like, give it time, give it time. It builds, it builds, builds." which I I agree. I agree. But also like we are approaching season five. We are. And I think that season five, if there's not like a, 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 an upswing, then, and then also pair that with like at the end of season five, towards the end of November, it's going to be a presidential election. And if, if if these polls don't help me, Uh, you know, because of uh, Biden's age is throwing these polls off. But like, if there's even a chance that Trump gets reelected, I I don't think I could sit here and do that again. Oh. Like, I don't know if I want to sit oh. here and continue oh. to go through this day in and day know. out with Trump being president. It I would don't be know very if difficult. I want to live in Same. the United States. Same. Same. I I have I said to my husband because I'm so nervous. Yeah. Because you know I'm seeing and and I I feel like I I can't trust polls because. I understand. We there were are fooled. some that came out that are pretty we were scary. Fooled. Yeah, we were fooled with the Hillary true, and all true. of that. And so I, I feel like I'm still traumatized by that. And it, it's been a number of years, but I'm still traumatized. Yes. My feeling is if these polls are correct, where they're looking at where Trump is beating Biden on, you know. In big swing states. Well, in, yes. Yes. And, and the people who were the, the hardest. <laughs> like Pennsylvania. What yeah. are, what's going on? It's, and Michigan, I get it. it's, it's Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada. Yes. Um, th- it's, it's states where, well, and if you really like dig into the numbers, you see that it's young, it's younger voters. It's voters of color. And I, like, you know, there are a lot of young Democrats who aren't supportive of our place in Israel and like helping Israel. And like, that's not helping things either. No. And, age, I, and I, I think it's I, the you age. Know, it's. And it's his age. It's his age. And I just want to say something about last week. I don't ever want to make it sound like I think we should take a political stance on Israel so Biden gets reelected. Like when I listened back to that, I was like, damn, does it look like I'm like, I'm nervous about what Biden's going to do because he might not get. No, I want what's best for like the region. And like, I, of course, would do a lot to make sure Biden gets reelected short of like blowjobs on the side of the road. Like. I don't know. I, if we get but, close, but, I might be down for that. But, but like, here. I just, I don't want it to ever sound like I think we should take a political stance just so that he gets reelected. Like, obviously not. This is a very dire situation there. And I get it. But like, please. But the age factor, which we have talked about, and even- Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. And I, and I go back and I think about all those conversations where I said, is anybody else going to step up? What was the plan when he got elected? He had four years to come up with this a plan. This is the thing. And we've talked about this for four years, for you and four I. four years. This is the thing. They could have, they could have, have, have looked at uh, 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 the governor of Michigan. Right? Oh, fuck right? me. My they dream could, come true. They could. There are people that oh. I think could get elected for that they sake. could for four years have been like, you know, listen. Absolutely. We're going to, we're not going to say anything, listen. but you're the one we want. We're going to work towards Absolutely. this. We're going to do it. And, Absolutely. and, and Biden, he has done, he has done a lot. Oh yeah. I have to say he has done a lot. Yeah. But people don't pay attention to that. Right. They and don't pay attention to that. All they see, all young people see is some old dude standing in front of them. That's all they see. And that's all they see. Yeah. That is it. 
And also and they don't feel, so he's done a lot for the economy and it's on the upswing, but it's not moving very fast. But also I, I had read something that like inflation is down, which means things aren't going to be cost more, but the prices are staying the same, right? Yeah. Like we talk about home, home, even just going out to dinner, like those, whatever you were paying before, it's, it's higher, but it's right. not going to come down. So people are feeling very hit hard in the economy, yes. myself included. Yes. I always blame DeSantis for that kind of yeah. thing. Well, but, I mean, so, so, so the age is a real factor. And the fact that we are a year from an election too late to kind of say, I'm not running and we're going to now, no. all these Dems are going to jump in. It's, it's too late it to get on the ballot. It would, yeah, no, in Nevada. It's do? too late to get in the, You'd have a month, I think, to get on the ballot here in Florida and no. a couple other places in the South. Like it's got, it's they done. couldn't get it's on the done. ballot in New Hampshire. So it's like, he's got to be the nominee and I'm going to do everything I can to get him elected. I just wish that there had been, you know, we have a, a real sensitivity issue when it comes to age. I do not swim in those waters, okay? Uh, we have said it many times. I asked for Diane Feinstein to step down for yeah. fucking five years. She died in office. Yeah. I asked for Nancy Pelosi. I asked for Mitch McConnell, who they can't- don't go he away. strokes out in front of the camera every it's, day. It's, and like, I, I, don't, I don't have any respect for people who stay in office this long. I talked about the Broward County Commission. There's people sitting there who've been on there too long. It's go away And, and they're Democrats. I don't give a fuck. You are putting us in danger here. And you shouldn't be dying in your seats. You should not be. We are not. We shouldn't be paying you. We should and be. Because, and I hate, I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off. The other side of it is this. It's the the the, the look of it all, right? Like, it, it, politics is a, is a stage, it's a show. And what comes with youth and youthful presence in these roles of power and positions of power are progressive ideas. We need to move our party forward. That we should never be supporting a, a Democrat who, who's against abortion, for example. That should be a hard line. And, and we're seeing the results of that from the, we're on, it's a Thursday night, it's November 9th, but on November 7th across the country, we saw that abortion, abortion. is a number one swing issue. Yep. It's not part of, and that's uh, what they should be pushing anymore. It, 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 or it's not partisan. It's not partisan to one party. Nope. And so when we have Nancy Pelosi just two years ago, stumping in Texas for Cuellar, Henry Cuellar, who was a and Democrat. losing that seat. No, he won the seat. I mean, losing the progressive yes. person right. who we should had have been in that seat. In the primary, the progressive yes. in the primary. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, I, I, you know, what comes with you stepping back is our party moves forward. Yep. And we don't have a visibility issue with, you know, I, I think Joe Biden will be okay, but I do think it's going to heavily affect his uh, election. And and I'm sorry that we were too sensitive to talk about this four years ago, but I said in four years, he's going to be 82 when he gets elected or whatever it was. And then he'll be 86 when he's in, like, why are, why are we too old? And we see how and they do, they do these things all the time. Like, look how gray somebody gets like this job ages you more than the average job yeah. because of the level of stress. Listen, again, the guy has done wonderful things and i'm not knocking that but it's like come on like they we had an opportunity scared. yeah they had an opportunity he could have uh, uh, done the george costanza and gone out on a high and said look guys look <laughs> i saved us from trump i got these jobs i did this infrastructure bill i did this i did this i did this now country Here's a person I think would be the best person to fill my yeah. shoes who's young and who's ready to go. They didn't even do What's it with wrong Kamala. with that? How many times did we say, where's Kamala for yeah. four years? They put her in the back room somewhere yeah. in the basement. And we're like, where is she? Where is she? Roe gets overturned. We're like, where's Kamala? Tina's screaming about, where's Kamala? They didn't even prop her out. Like, they no. didn't even give her. And that should have been the real sign that they had no plan. But- we're talking about Democrats and there's one thing you can count on. They never have a motherfucking plan ever. So nobody wants to have the uncomfortable conversation. We need to start having uncomfortable conversations. And with that comes planning and organizing, which means yep. if we're going to ask this person or say, have that conversation, like we can't support you anymore in the seat, but who do you have in mind to take your place? We need you to walk them through every single club and caucus around the, your district and introduce them and build them up because they need the support now because you're stepping down. Yep. We, we need to start having those conversations and because if that, if that, if his age is the determining factor that he doesn't get reelected and instead we get someone who's the same age, basically, and insane, wh 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 why didn't we have the conversation? It's ridiculous and, and short-sighted. And the thing is, people like the progressives, we saw this week, 
in mm. six states. It's, it's incredible. In six states, all of the Moms for Liberty candidates that ran got defeated. All yep. of them. In Pennsylvania, five candidates were defeated last night or at the time because um, they were running on uh, banning books and, 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 and uh, you know, the same thing they're trying to do here with like slavery isn't real and let's uh, uh, try to silence our LGBTQ students and things like that. Virginia, three Moms for Liberty uh, school board candidates got swept by larger margins May. than Pennsylvania. Iowa, nine Moms for Liberty candidates lost their races. Um, and in Minnesota, four Moms for Liberty candidates got wiped out. In North Carolina, their only candidate also suffered a defeat. So in all the states they, that they ran, nobody wants you. Yeah, but you know who they do nobody want? Nobody wants you. Moms Demand Action. Last yeah. I checked, it was 54 Moms Demand Action, which is a gun, a gun, um, gun safety advocates. Uh, they're, you know, they're trying to ban assault weapons, et cetera. I believe, forgive me if that's yeah. wrong, but yeah, I know no, they're no, about no. gun legislation. Yeah. 54, 55 of their candidates elected. Yeah. People. Holy shit. People want, they, they are for these progressive ideas. And the other thing is like, it's like, I feel like the Republicans are all about stifling what people want. Even like in the state of Florida, like this whole legalization of marijuana and, and, and. Yeah, uh, the Florida Western Supreme Court's like, uh, why are you, why are you trying to yeah, fight this? Yeah, they're laughing. They're, like, they're, they're, they're fucking choking up and they're like, what's yeah. the problem, motherfuckers? And, and they're <laughs> like, uh, because it's illegal on the federal level. And the guy and the judge was like, yeah, it's, it says that right here that, you know, this is on a state level and it has nothing to do with the federal regulations and that Stupid those regulations ass. are still in place, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually I just hope on the federal level, they just get it together because it's weird that you have all these states. Yeah, no, it needs to be. It needs like, to be. It's like, it's, it, so, so that's the other thing I was thinking about today. Like to appeal to these young people, what could Biden be doing? That's something yeah. I think. Student loan Here's, forgiveness. That's the other thing. We heard about this during your election, yes. sir. But, but it's, not him. People, it's not him. It's not him. It's it's it's. He keeps he, getting stonewalled. He could try. He yeah. could talk about it more. He could say this is what we want to yeah. do. I mean, they there did come back out, and that's the other thing. Like week. again, this isn't me. But when I see on Twitter that more younger people are like, oh, you've got money to send to Israel, but you don't have money to exactly. forgive my student loan. Like, that's not me. This is what I'm reading. No, no, no. It's All I'm saying is like, that's what they're seeing. That's and they're what like, the young we've been waiting seeing. for you to do this. You said you were going to do this. And now, oh, now you got money for the And why should they Ukraine? trust you for another four years? So hey, Why should not, they trust listen, you? It's not my issue to have to fix. That's his campaign. But I'm going to make sure I do everything can on, that I can oh, no, to make sure he gets reelected. Yeah, because we can't. Because if Trump wins. No, honey. It's over. No, honey. The United States as we know it is over. Yeah, it's, it's uh, over. It's already, we're already on the edge. We're teetering on the edge and He'll we're never, about to fall. You'd have to pull him out of that office if, if he gets elected for four more years. You know, Trump. Oh. Like he's not leaving again. Oh, like no, that, no, 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 That would be a problem. No. Um, in other news, the Senate, I don't know if you saw this today, but Manchin is out. Oh, yeah. He's not running for election. So Joe Manchin, who's from West Virginia, God, he's a senator. It's scary because he's a Democrat who, you know, hasn't done much good for us because yeah. he wants to compromise all the time. Yeah. But and he that's the type of Democrat. That's the type of Democrat that gets elected in West yeah. Virginia. So our numbers in the Senate aren't looking good right oh, now. Oh no, no. I'm so I am so worried about uh, how Senate control the, and then and then uh, Trump. Uh, Let uh, me tell I, you right I, now. If I, abortion is the issue that everybody says it is, which we know that it is, because Ohio, God bless, the worst thing that could happen is a trifecta. Yeah. Because they absolutely Oh, we'll have a ban on abortion in this country. Not and only that, it'll be it. criminalized. Yeah. It, Women are going to be gonna jailed and killed and Johnson who knows what. With Mike Johnson in the house oh, God. as the speaker. Who's a, who's, who's cuckoo for Cocoa It'll be the Puff. first thing that they do. It'll it's, be the first thing. Now, Trump is very funny about this. He, you know, we all love, oh, I did Roe. I'm in charge. I, I'm in because of Roe. But now on the campaign trail, he knows. He's not stupid. He knows. And any other Republican knows after Tuesday that this is a dying issue to run on. This is not an issue that people want to talk about, that people want to be involved in. Republicans thought that they could hold on to abortion and punish women back into the fucking dark ages, even though in the dark ages, I think they had abortion. Mm -hmm. uh, you, know, they thought, <laughs> you know, they think they can do this and they can, you know, but it's not going to be good. Uh, Trump's been in court all week. It's been fucking oh, hilarious. Please. This motherfucker Ivanka. took the stand. Ivanka, the kids, uh. girl. And then he's out there talking in court. This judge... 
he's antagonizing the person who's going to determine his sentence, his punishment, which yeah. is money at this point because this is a civil trial. He's already been found guilty. They didn't even have to present any evidence. The judge went over the evidence. There's no jury. The judge went over the evidence the first day, and he's like, this isn't a matter of guilty or not guilty. It's a matter of what are the How damages? Much? The damages. So now that's what they're trying to determine, yeah. and he's just sitting there, and he even said this week, I don't have to be here, which I told you. He doesn't have to be there. Must he be nice. thinks it makes him look sympathetic. It's all about visuals with him. Ugh. But he keeps going into court, antagonizing the one person who's going to... <laughs> And going back and forth with the judge and telling the judge, he said the judge, he's on the witness stand going yeah. on and on about bullshit. Oh, what do you, they asked him something about 2021. He goes, I, I don't know. I was busy with Russia and COVID yeah, or whatever. And they're like, yeah, and you the, weren't president. The dude. prosecutor's like that. You weren't yeah. president in 21. Like the guy's bruh. He's losing his marbles. He's but but the thing that is scariest to me with a, a Trump presidency is he's someone that will go after who he thinks his political enemies oh, are. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. And it's... that, to me, is very scary. Yeah. I, you know, I, I said to my husband, I said, listen, uh, in the next few weeks, I, I want to roll the dice on, I got to get my, I got to get my dual citizenship. I got to get it. Girl, please. I don't know what you're waiting for. I, I know. should it's do that, too. It's because it's a lot of money. I know it's a lot of money, but yeah. won't it be worth it if you can be like, bing, yes. bing, bing, yes. and you're like fucking yes. out? Yes, yes. So that's what I said. I said, I got to do it for me and my kids. And then he you can, can have get it, it done by November. Um. Oh, by next November. By the time oh. he, if he wins, it depends because, um, like the consulates sometimes are like two, three years backed up. Um, uh, I would be doing this right. But now. I want to like oh, pay my God. Yeah. and just say, look, like, what do I pay to get fast tracked through? Yeah. It? Like, I don't care at this point. Like, just do I want, it. So right now, that's what I'm looking for. If somebody knows a company, but I'm looking for a company. I just want to say, here's my money. Yeah. Do it for me and let me know when it's done. I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to deal with the paper. I don't want to go get the apostille. I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yes. I have all the stuff I need. Yeah. I want to either give it to you. You do something with it. But I did find a place I was researching last night and I'm like, I got to just do it. I got to bite the bullet and do it. So. Um, so last night in Florida, yeah. Miami was the Republican debate. Oh my God. Um, I, it was, I've never, I gotta tell you, I, I couldn't watch it. It's such a shit show. And I, I've I, never I seen people work so hard for a job they are never going to have. Like, they're not even close no. to getting the job. And I don't know what they're campaigning for. And here's something I noticed, a couple of things. But one thing I really noticed is that I don't know if anybody outside of Florida and even anybody in Florida doesn't really pay attention, but, like, to me, DeSantis has always been this, like, scary, looming figure. Like, we were always scared oh. about what was going to happen each each session yeah. because he just seems out of fucking control all the time with what he wants to have done. Like even right now with this stupid special session they just had. But like he's always been this imposing, scary oh, guy. he doesn't come off that way. Not like, no, this. he's goofy. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, what he's willing to do is fucking oh. scary here, right? But when you see him on the stage <laughs> like this. He's a goofball. He's so... Uh, he looks small yeah. even. He's minuscule. It's so wild to me. That's why he's got those shoes, girl. Oh my God, these shoes. Oh, him walking in the shoes, his facial, everything about oh this guy. Oh my God, he's it's his so nervous tics, his weird awkward. fucking shit. He's it's so, so awkward. Yeah, it is. Here's the other thing that was funny yesterday. So Tim Scott, who's a senator from South Carolina, and he's in the race as well in, for to run for president. Virtually nobody. I, I don't. I, I think he just barely made it into this debate. There's only like five people up there. So yesterday, I don't know if there are questions about like why there's he's not married yet. I don't know. He's got to be in his 35, 40 maybe. Anyway, they trotted out a girlfriend. <laughs> I, these things. And I was like, these, that looks familiar. Oh, so there's a girlfriend that like, appears during campaign time when the, we all know what that oh means. My God. But they're holding hands in front of the camera and she kind of goes to walk away and he's trying to hold her. It was the most awkward shit I've ever fucking seen. What are, what are people Eerily doing? familiar it's, to yes. our former governor oh, and yeah. last candidate for governor here. Eerily familiar. We're all in Florida familiar with 
Somebody gets a girlfriend right okay. around campaign time. We all know what that means. It's, I didn't realize it's Scott was in that same yeah. boat. It's 2023. Can we stop already? Yeah, Can who we gives stop? A shit? Who Bro, cares? You're never going to win. Your relationship doesn't have anything to do with how you're going to govern. Yeah. And also, yo, guys, let me say something else. The only one who like really tries to go at him is, is Chris Christie, who I don't even think really goes at him as much as, as, much as he should. Because he's got some sort of vendetta against Trump. Whatever. Waste your time. Go on. But here's the thing. Like, why even do this? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? He's not going to pick you for VP. Like, he doesn't like any of you motherfuckers. Like, what are you doing? I, I'm. That's the one thing I'm curious about. Who's the VP? Who's the VP? Because I swear to God, if it ends up being like Cuckoo Magoo, uh, 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 Marjorie Taylor Greene. Or, oh, you know what probably. I mean? Like, I mean, I wouldn't like, doubt like, any of like that. Like one of these crazy fringe people yeah. or, or like anybody you know, who can help uh, Matt him. Gates. We'll like, see like, we'll think about uh, Mike it's Pence. Gu- it's going to be a nightmare. Mike Pence was chosen because he was quieter. He was very, it was the religious, of course, the very religious and get the evangelicals. Uh. It was to balance that ticket. I don't know how you balance Trump now. And all we can hope is for some convictions. We got to get some convictions before November because that'll knock him off his fucking pedestal. That's for sure. Mm. Um, I saw this amazing thing today that uh, state rep on Eskamani filed uh, on Monday. It's called the Emergency Property Insurance Program. Oh. And I don't know why we haven't tried to do this before, but I thought it was incredible. Basically, homeowners would be eligible for a one-time grant of up to $2,500 to pay for their property insurance um, or the amount of what their annual pr- uh, premium increase, I, I, I gotta whatever tell the you, increase is. So well, if you went from four to 6000 mine, mine you'd get up, a $2,000. My, mine went up like almost $2,000. Oh, my like, God, Tina. We are paying. No, no, no. Um, we, we were just looking at it today. It's a little over $8,000 oh just in the insurance. And that's not including our taxes. Like it's, we're paying 15 some thousand dollars a year. Like, I don't know if people understand that for like regular people, well, I'm not rolling in money. I'm, I feel like I make a, a, a decent salary, you know, but $15,000 is a lot not including our mortgage payment. You oh know what I mean? God. Not including our bills. Not I, I, it's, is yours escrowed into your mortgage payment or do you pay it? It is, okay, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But then we all, like last year we had to pay. Like, the, the only escrow, thing that's, I'm telling you. The escrow you the, didn't cover it. The only, so thing that did, the only thing that helped me were those credits for the the windows and the doors. Or so the windows and the roof. Yeah, like that's, so that's all. That's what I'm hoping on. Like, but, that's it. But, but the other thing is all of these, like there's so many incentives, like federal incentive. I think I talked about this a few weeks ago. There are different federal incentive programs that you can do for getting hurricane windows for doing things where you can get like an additional rebate mm-hmm. on a federal level mm-hmm. that, that DeSantis has like now yeah. we are not eligible for yeah. in the state of Florida. Everybody else can the state where there's hurricanes would be nice, you know, to be able to get hurricane windows and get like another like rebate for doing something like that. Like there's no, do you think any- you need a new roof? For me? Yeah. No, we did our roof. I think our roof is like four years old. Okay. Yeah. So our roof is good. Windows. Do you have windows and doors? We have our hurricane windows and doors, except we have a back room that does not. So so you don't get the credit for it, right? No, because you have to have everything. So that's what, that's our next step is like, we got to do that. Do you that area and you could apply for the rebate. I know, but apply for that $10,000 rebate through the state. It's a seven month long process to get it. I'll do it. I don't care. You can get half that money and it's like, you do have to pay up front, but you, then you get the $10,000 back. So it's stressful. It's stressful. Uh, I I, I don't know. I got to tell you, I, and there's no solution. Like there's nothing. So I love this. And I wanted to read her quote. She said it's a, on a rep on Eskamani said it's a quote, it's a short term solution, but we know that many families are, that are fiscally restrained. They cannot afford to maintain a home because of the rate of their property insurance. Like, I feel like if you don't vote for this or like go along with this, there's something wrong. There's something, uh, wrong. you know, these, you're, you're the people in your, in your districts are suffering no matter where you are, no matter where you are, they're suffering. This would be huge for people for your proper, for your insurance to go from six to $8,000. They'll give you, you can apply to get a $2,000 be next year. I know, I know, I know, I know. You know what I mean? Like, and, and when you have a mortgage, you are tied. You have to have that wind insurance. Yeah. You can't opt out. Yeah. It's, and so again, again, you have a situation where people who are flush with money Mm. and have no mortgage can choose to not pay that $10,000. So that's another 10 grand in their pocket. Right. And that's two years. They can have a new roof. You know what I mean? 
It's really like it's like really like, scary. and then the people who who uh, maybe have their houses paid off, but um, don't have a lot of money, and then are not paying for that. What's going to happen when something happens and they can't replace their roof and they can't replace their windows? Like it is, it's really or their insurance company bails because yeah. they didn't they don't have enough money to pay out to people. I mean, it's it's we are in such. A mess. It's it's, it's time. Yeah, I, I we let's start making the plans. We got to make plans. Got to get the hell out of here to get out. Yeah. We have to make plans to get out. There there is no. It does not make financial sense no. to continue to live in Florida, and so you know yeah. there's many reasons why that, that's it's a lost cause. And I want to say this that I will no longer comment on the Florida Democratic Party. I, last week, I realized watching that episode and editing and listening to it, one, I'm completely embarrassed half the time when I go back and listen to it that I behave that way, but it's just the realest anger you could ever imagine because we know the errors that this party is making when they don't plan and they don't organize. And we also know the errors in manipulating situations or not being as honest as you could be in the work that needs to be done. And so when I say like DeSantis is scary or we can't afford to live here. And then I think like I've always thought my whole life that the Democrats are going to come in and they're going to help us. Right. We're the good guys. Yeah. They're going to come in and we're going to have good representatives and they're going to make things right because that's how I was raised. I was right. raised in a democratic household. Like this is who we are. We're the good guys. Right. Well, but and and so like I can't sit by yeah. and continue to comment or criticize an organization that quite frankly is dead. Mm. Um, I feel sorry for the folks that are still working in there or have hope. I feel like I had a lot of hope on Tuesday night, but this is what always happens. There's always these massive changes in sweeping across other right. states for Democrats. But and then never when it comes here, here it doesn't happen. And so you start to get your hope up, but then you cut, November comes and it's just, everything's deflated. Again, I'll be excited when Biden wins, but I know that Rick Scott will get elected. I know we're going to have losses here and it's very difficult to live through it. And to know there's no help coming. There's no yeah. hope coming. Where's the Calvary? And, <laughs> and, and it's disappointing to watch the failures or lack of taking responsibility yeah. for like, what is a real plan? Look, what does a real plan look like? How many volunteers do you really need? How many, what's the boots on the ground look like? How are you helping clubs and caucuses, especially county caucuses? Like, what are you doing to really help these folks? And I think a lot of these caucuses have been doing fine because they know the party, the state level isn't coming. I, I guarantee if we were to move to Orange County and go to an Orange County Democrats meeting, it would look a lot different than when we go to a Broward Democratic meeting. Because Orange County, Hillsborough County, Very Jacksonville, active. they've had to fight from right. being red to go blue. And so when you live in a blue county that's had blue forever, they take all well, that for taking, granted. Yeah. And we know this week um, that, that there's a big push to flip Broward. Oh, yeah. It's happening. There's a it big a huge push, push to flip Broward. And that scares me, too, because it's our school board. It's our, you know, our commission seats. It's our county seats it's our house seats they are it's hitting, our yeah. state seat like yeah and they're hitting the road so hard that they are paying mileage you put you drive people around they'll pay you mileage the gop here they are t they have a ground then game they're flush with that, money that has been active for a long time especially the last two years yeah and they Broward because, is their target right and because they thought about it they thought about it how do we win what do we need to do? And they're taking action. And not to say that the, the, that the Democratic Party isn't taking action, but it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing, right? This Tesla gun zone. We're saying the same thing over and over. Like, like the, the, the playbook, I think, has stayed the same for the Dems. And I think that maybe it's just time to revamp or, or to look at where are our weaknesses? Where aren't we winning? 
what are they doing that we are not doing? How can we, because I'll tell you, um, someone very close to me uh, switched parties. Democrat, gone. Lifelong Democrat. A lifelong Democrat has, has... went online and switched to NPA. And uh, the statement to me was, this isn't, I'm not, um, uh, I will, I'm not voting for Democrats. I'm only voting against Republicans because there is no faith in the Democratic Party. And this is someone who donates money every year, who will donate to campaigns. Um, And maybe you don't see this person's face, but there's a lot of people like that who sit at home and go, I'm a Democrat. These are what I believe in. And will give money stuff. We'll never give another dime to the Democratic Party who has said to me, I have never, no one has ever reached out to me from the Broward Democratic Party. I don't know when events are. I don't know when things are happening. Nobody contacts me. And, you know, something happened recently and, and that was the last straw and the person's out. I don't blame them. And how many other, how many other people are we losing? We know there's tons because the MPA number in Broward alone has like doubled. It's It's gone up. It's insane. And I think it's some people who are are sick of the Republican Party. And I think it's a lot of people sick of the Democratic Party. But if the Democrats were smart, they would do something, do some kind of survey, put something out, make some phone calls and say, hey, we noticed that you switched parties. Why? Why? What can we do to get you back? What are the things that you're worried about? What is it that we're not touching on? Like get to the root cause of why people are leaving and find out what they want from you as a party. Also, I guarantee that when I say Orange it's, County, it's, it's, I guarantee that es- Eskimani and Frost, which I think are like the stars of that area, I guarantee you those districts are fucking on fire. I guarantee that those are the people who show up at those county. Listen, there was a guy just outside of Keene, his name's uh, Keen. He just won the primary, the Democratic primary. It was right outside Orange County. He wasn't supported by the party. He's the progressive candidate that the party, like, of course, they don't, they don't endorse anybody before the Ugh, primary. So, so the second he won the next day, he was like right up there. Oh, we endorse this guy. Yeah, because he fucking won his primary. You know, it was goddamn sweat, blood, sweat, and tears. But like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's no, there's no excitement. There's no push to There's like no strong you know outreach. who i think is really kind of incredible is jared moskowitz our uh, our, our congressman oh, no, our I congressman jared great. moskowitz and i love quick, i know i goofed smart. he's funny he's quick he's smart yeah. he's young he's energetic i know i've made fun of those boot those 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 pumps those, those shoes he wears because <laughs> they're the, the nike whatever air jordans like he's got the sneaker caucus <laughs> yes like we need you, bro. Yeah. Like we need you to come back to Broward and energize. Yeah. Start pumping your time into all these, get people out. Like I know he's busy. I get it. But like he could be one of these people here who gets people going. It's not going to be a Wasserman Schultz who also, what are we doing? Uh, Jared Moskowitz? Absolutely. We can, he can really energize people yes. and get people going. He, he's not bullshitting. So like, why aren't, come and on. he'll call and by people the way, out. He's very direct. If we had I, a, I like it, him. the county could, the county chair, Broward County chair could be getting him to come out. Come on. This is who we need giving speeches. This is who we need. I, I, I just, I just wish we could think outside the box and like, hey bro, we need your help. Yeah. You know, let's start talking about the issues and talking about what's important with people who uh, are under the age of 60 yeah, because but, it's our state and we're the ones right. who are trying to pay our mortgages and trying to put our kids through school and trying to fucking survive out here. And the thing is the Republicans are going after the MPAs and they're going after these, the, the uh, Democrats who are considering switching to be in there. That is their plan. That is their plan. How are we targeting our MPAs? What, like, what are we doing? All right, so, so anyway, that's it. We're done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it anymore. Here's the, then the last reason is this. I'm, when I was on that video watching, when I was watching it last week and I said, I'm a nobody, I'm nothing. Like that's the, that's a fact. Like I used to be heavily involved and I'm sure a lot of people still know who I am or whatever, but like I'm not involved anymore, but there are people who could be doing this and saying these things that aren't doing it. And if they're not doing it, why the fuck do I care? 
I can't continue to denigrate this group of people who aren't even up for a change. Like they're not looking for it. So why am I pushing so hard? Why am I wasting my time and energy? And quite frankly, my beautiful, youthful skin. (laughs) Right? I'm all, I'm like in the screen going like this and I'm like, oh honey, your face, no. Stop it. We got to stop those frown lines. We need to turn those frowns upside down. Let's do it. Okay. My last thing is this. There is a hour and a half YouTube video that is just from season one to I think season 11, the interactions between Larry David and uh, Richard Lewis on Curb Enthusiasm. It's the greatest (laughs) fucking thing. I watched an hour and a half video of this. Of just that. I so so good. I watched watched the episode the other night where Larry comes home (laughs) from working on the Martin Scorsese film. (laughs) And he's like, you know, where's mom? And his dad's like, well, oh, my God, the month of the, you know, he's like, you know, and she was in the hospital. She was a film. And he goes, oh, she's in the hospital. Well, no, no, she's not in the hospital anymore. And he's like, oh, okay, well, well, where is she? And he's like, well, she's dead. And he's like, no, what? He, he asked first. He goes, did she yeah, die? No, did she died. <laughs> and goes, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, don't bother. The last thing she said to me was don't bother Larry. Don't Whatever bother. you do, don't bother Larry. He's making a movie. He's like, this is the funeral. And the but cousin the, comes in and goes, and where are you? <laughs> Nobody called. Everybody's asking, where's Larry? But then he starts using it. And there's like, where Richard uh, Lewis has like this mantra and he calls him and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I want the mantra back and they go back and yeah, he goes, yeah. well, you know, my mother died. And he's like, well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good part. That so, funny. so good. So funny. So uh, after watching this, I also saw this week that, um, and this is my absolutely last thing okay. is that, um, Patrick Dempsey was named oh, by hi. people magazine, the sexiest man alive, which Again? I then watched him on. He's never been sexiest man alive. Did you when know he that? Was Miss McJamie? No, no. no. So he's always I was like honorable okay. mention. So I never watched that show where he was McDreamy. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I don't even remember the name of the show. It's a doctor show. Yeah. But I love him. And he is in... Can't Buy Me Love? Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, but I was thinking about that movie. I love it. <laughs> so my other favorite movie, did you... And, and, I, and I can't remember the name of it. But he plays the... So he plays a kid who... Uh, uh, they order the pizza with anchovies. <gasps> That means he can have sex with yes, them. It's yes, called, yes, yes. What, what's it called? Because he's trying to raise money yes, for like something. it's so good. Hold on, hold it's on, hold on. It's so funny. He f- has sex with the women. Yes, and then his mom, remember? Yes, his orders mom the pizza. Orders the pizza and he gets to the place. And it's like, a movie. Oh my God. Lover boy. Lover boy. Lover boy. Lover boy. And Can't Buy Me Love oh, were on we a please, loop when we were kids. Can we please do a movie Oh night? my, uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my God, oh! absolutely. Yes. Oh my God. So here's we my We can plea. watch with the kids too. So after, so, so when I saw that, I was I saw an interview with him on Jimmy Kimmel and he looks he's so, so fucking, cute. He still looks so he's what gorgeous. What the fuck is this, by the way? That he's people gorgeous. can actually get and, his and by hair. The way, by the way, nothing done. There's no. There's nothing done on that face. No. 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 But but he still looks good because he's good. No. He's, 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 no. He looks he's, fantastic. Yes. Okay. Mm. So, but here's what I'm saying. So this is all cute. I'm saying. After watching this Larry David video, like my plea to People Magazine is this: <laughs> Why don't you consider an old bald Jew? For sexiest man alive. Okay. Larry David is due <laughs> his comeuppance. Is that Ooh. the right? My, he's due. He is funny. He is sexy. Oh, hi. He's bald. Bald. <laughs> he's rich. He's hot. All right. What the fuck I mean, is he's brilliant. This? Like we he's can He's also agree. brilliant. He's we brilliant. Gotta, he's brill- we yes. always, Patrick Dempsey, okay. But bald why don't brilliant. you go take a chance on a Larry David? I think he's very attractive. I may be alone in this, but I don't think so. No, I mean. I don't think so. I mean, he's not my cup of tea, but I think it's brilliant guy. Oh, honey. He's my and cup he of does tea. Have some cute he's moments. my whole meal. He's he my do- dessert. Ooh, hi. Give it to me. Okay. I want all of it. Okay, so that's it. Anyway, lots Are to talk about up front. Oh, Are my God. Ready? I'm so sorry. Yes, let's go. Go, go. All right. Hey, you there. We've got a question for you. Are you tired of clickbait stories and the loudest voices driving discussions in culture and entertainment? If so, I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we host the podcast From the Middle. We're middle-class guys living in the middle of America, in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view somewhere in the middle. We take a more reasonable and centrist approach in our discussions covering genres like comedy, culture, entertainment, and interviews. 
with really interesting folks like business owners, comic creators, doctors, news anchors, New York Times best-selling illustrators, professional stand-up comics, and more. We really value a relaxed and conversational podcast, one that we hope is so fun and laid back, you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. So search at From the Mid Pod, just like it sounds, or check us out everywhere you can find podcasts. Today, yeah, I'm going to tell you the story of the race riot aboard the USS Kitty Hawk. <gasps> did I, did you, we haven't done this, right? No. Okay, good. Because I did it and I'm like, I don't remember this. Holy shit. All right. So the USS Kitty Hawk race riot shook the Navy, highlighting deep racial divides, but shocked when black sailors faced charges while white ones walked free. What? It exposed a painful injustice within the ring. You know what this reminds me of? That Alabama uh, dock riot or yeah. fight. Remember over the yeah. summer I was oh, obsessed with that Alabama yes. fight on the, on the, on God. the dock? <laughs> oh so God. this story takes this place terrible. in uh, the South China Sea in 1972 oh. in the middle of the Vietnam War. Oh, no. So some background. Um, and I got so much of this from the Navy Times. Like it just gave an exhaustive, extensive uh, account. And that's where I got a lot of this. So. Hmm. Thank you. Um, so in October 1972, the USS Kitty Hawk had already been deployed about eight months. Okay. Okay. So it's a long time to be aboard a ship, right? Like, and it's during the All Vietnam War. dudes. Yeah. You're small all, quarters. And, and, yeah. Um, and there's really nowhere to go. And for some of it, they couldn't even like um, be at shore. So like they're out in the ocean. Oh so like at least like when you're docked or whatever, like you can have some shore leave. None of that's happening, like, for a lot of time because they're, like, right. in the middle of a war. Right. So, according to the Navy Times, it was pretty intense because of the war, and they were dealing with the flight operations to help support the troops. So, like, you know, the the, the planes are taken off, off of the, the ship. Mm. So, things are tense emotionally um, for everyone, but remember that at the same time at home, there is a lot of pressure to pull out of the Vietnam War. There are protests against the war that are going out on, and we're sort of coming out of uh, the civil rights movement, mm. right? So there's like racial tensions. So all of this stuff is happening around the same time. And the Navy Times reported that at the time um, ab aboard that ship, there were about 4,500 sailors. And only 302 of those sailors on the USS Kitty Hawk were black, which is only about 6.7%. Mm. So there's a large amount of white soldiers and a small amount of black and the article also notes that at the time not only on the kitty hawk but in the navy in general that people of color and specifically black folks would end up getting the worst jobs on the ship where their white counterparts were getting the better more high tech jobs on board and the jobs they had like it was like working in the engine room which is hot super hot yeah. it's small spaces it's like really hard work and the pay was minimal compared. So what was happening in the States in regular yes. jobs yes. is also happening in the Navy. Yeah. And the thing is like, the, it's, it's white privilege, right? Um, that the white recruits passed this qualification exam at higher rates than black recruits did. Um, because it has a lot to do with like their level of education, right? Um, and the level of education that a lot of whites received growing up versus what blacks at the time because you're thinking they're growing up like in the 50s, right? And because we're just dealing with segregation and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not, it's not equal. There's no, at the equity isn't there. Yes, everyone's getting an education, but the quality of education was not equal in certain areas of the country. Um, and a lot of people joined the Navy, right? To get a GI Bill yeah. and to do these things, like to, to have a career or to find a way out, right? Yeah. So um, that's, that's, you know, uh, the situation on board. And, and because of that qualification exam, like it kind of starts separating mm. people. So, um, from, this is from the Navy times as well. Um, according to Dr. John Sherwood, author of black sailor, white Navy, and a historian at the Navy history and heritage command in the early 1970s, racial tensions were somewhat new in the Navy. In a January interview with the Navy times, Sherwood said that Quote, the first misconception is that the Navy suffered a lot of racial unrest in the 60s. Racial unrest in the Navy really started in the early 70s. Mm. So, um, and that's right around when this thing is happening. 
So before the major incident, there was tension building up on this boat. So the Navy Times reported that on October 4th, when some of, some of the men were on shore leave, so there was like time where they did have some shore leave, there was a fight that broke out at a club between white and black sailors. So mm. they're on shore leave and like, Jesus, they're at this club and, you know, somebody Jeez. said some, whatever it is. And, Try and to enjoy yourself. And, and, you know, this fight breaks out. And then on another night, the black sailors allegedly wanted payback. So then another fight breaks out at a different club. Oh my gosh. And Marines were actually called in to break up the fight. Oh my gosh. And then the art- article notes that the sailors returned to the boat that night bruised and bloody, like both sides, because it's like this brawl breaks out. I, I do want to stress, like these guys have been on this boat a really long time, right? Um, and so they're getting antsy. And the other thing is like the boat got called to go home and they were heading back home and then they got called back. Oh no. And then they were heading back home and then they got called, called, no! called back again. No. You know what I mean? So it's just Holy a very shit. long time that they're yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. So the major incident, according to the Navy times, the incident began over a sandwich. Mm. So allegedly now remember on October 4th, there's the fight at the, at the bar and then there's another fight at a bar. And now this like a couple days later, right? And they're on board. So allegedly on October 11th, a black sailor named Terry Avinger, he requested an additional sandwich. But he was told it was a grilled cheese sandwich. And he was told he could only have one sandwich, which I get. Like, I'm sure they're rationing out the food or however everybody gets one. But an article, another article that I read from History of the Navy Military notes that a white sailor ahead of Avinger he was permitted to have two grilled cheese sandwiches. So this guy is like, why can't I have a grilled cheese sandwich? Mm -hmm. So when Avinger is denied, he reaches for the extra sandwich anyway. And then he and the white sailor who was serving the sandwiches, they get into this screaming match. Oh my gosh. So later Avinger was overheard saying he was upset that he quote, didn't just beat the racist crackers ass right there. So the Navy Times, <laughs> listen, I'm sorry, but grilled I mean, cheese is so fucking good. One, it's good. And, and two, I'm hungry. He's two, working all day. He's two, fucking hungry. If this other guy gets two sandwiches, why can't he get two sandwiches? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's These not right. These guys are hungry. It's not right. Middle of a fucking it's war. It's not right. Who else? Everybody. Grilled cheese for everybody. Yeah. Or just tell the other dude, no, you get one. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't sit there and, like, play favorites with people and not expect people to get upset about it. No, that's messed up. So... The Navy Times indicated that things escalated from there. And hours after the sandwich incident, the story goes that black sailors following Avinger's lead roamed the ship and started attacking white sailors. Oh, boy. So, again, this is coming from the Navy Times account. The attack described was pretty violent. Um, The men allegedly used makeshift weapons that included broom handles, wrenches, and pipes. And supposedly they found the mess cook from earlier beaten to a pulp no yeah so david courtright who wrote an article on black resistance was cited in cnn as saying uh quote the fighting spread rapidly throughout the ship with bands of blacks and whites marauding through the decks and attacking each other with fists chains wrenches and pipes so this account shows it wasn't just uh the black sailors that it was the black and the white sailors that were both fighting you know, and it wasn't like, oh, the poor white sailors and they're getting attacked. It seemed like, according to some other articles, that this wasn't, they were equally fighting each other. Mm-hmm. So from there, things only get worse. So what happens is, is they bring in this black commanding officer. So there weren't a lot of blacks who were in positions of higher ranking. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this uh, commanding officer, Ben Cloud, and he was one of the first black men to hold that rank of commanding officer. He approached the black sailors and told them, uh, quote, you have a brother who's an executive officer, end quote. And he continued to talk to them, calm the situation down. And when the sailors raised their, they raised their fist in this black power salute. Oh, um, boy. They expected Cloud to return the gesture. Uh-oh. And he does. He does? He does. Because oh. he's like, okay, I'm with you guys. Like, you know, but he does, I get, like, there's another sort of, like, a higher ranking person than Cloud that witnesses it and doesn't like that he did oh that, right? Because, God. like, you're with the Navy and, yeah. you know. Um, but according to the Navy Times, things didn't settle down. The fighting and the attacks continued. And Cloud had to come back and intervene again, getting them to drop their weapons. And by 2.30 in the morning, it's like finally kind of over. What happens is 
and this is, um, it's, I'll, I'll get into it, but so there were charges. So court martials happened. 21 of the men were charged for starting the riot. No white sailors were charged. It was only the black sail- sa- sailors. And not to mention that the only evidence that the prosecution was using was coming from white witnesses, right? Mm. And so already it's not fair. And at the time, the New York Times covered the incident, citing one black Navy official as saying, quote, anytime you have a so-called race riot and you lock up 25 blacks, that has to raise some questions, right? Because why is it only the black men getting arrested? And then um, Military History Now, they did these investigative interviews um, and they, well, they talked about these investigative interviews that were done. And again, they were held primarily with the white sailors and not the black ones. So they're not, even black sailors who sustained injury and were beaten were not talked to. Wow. And they were excluded like completely from the interviews. That's insane. Even when it was clear that the white sailors were the ones who were perpetuating that violence as well. And it wasn't just one-sided. So all of this continued to reflect the racial imbalances on the U.S. Uh, as Kitty Hawk. And the article also noted that crucial testimony was let at, left out of the trials, ultimately leading to unfair convictions of the black sailors. Oh my God. So one of the reports on the riots concluded, quote, the subcommittee is of the position that the riot on Kitty Hawk consisted of unprovoked assaults by a very few men, most of whom were below average mental capacity, most of whom had been aboard for less than one year and all of whom were black. This group as a whole acted as thugs, which raises doubt as to whether they should ever have been accepted into military service in the first place. Wow. 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 Thugs. Thugs. That's familiar. Below average mental capacity. Right? So there's all these excuses, and it just... Except they were... They it were okay stinks. to go serve it though, stinks. right? But they were okay right. to be on the boat and like risk right. their but lives. Now they're saying, oh, they should have never yeah. been in there. Yeah, right. It stinks. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're drafting people because nobody it wants to serve. Stinks. You shouldn't even be out there. Jesus. So after all of the media, after all of the stuff, most of the charges end up being dismissed, but everyone charged ends up receiving like honorable discharges. So they're like out, mm, you God. know? And so again, for some of these men, like this is, you know, a potential career, right? Where you can do something and, and have right. a lifelong career or be able to have the GI bill or whatever it is. And now that's gone. Jesus. So some of the aftermath of uh, 50 sailors sustained injuries, 44 white, six black. Um, most of them sustained very serious injuries. Riots and protests began to break out on other ships. What? After this. Holy and so shit. an investigation was launched and the findings, instead of it being about race, they concluded that it was because the Navy was too permissive and needed to enforce rules more strongly. Huh. So it was like, oh, you're not straight. It's not like the Navy or not the Navy, the it's, Marines. Like we're not so tough crazy. on these guys. Like, and we need to be tougher. And that's what the problem is rather than like, uh, there's probably something else going on here. It reminds me of the Zoot Suit Riots. Yeah. It's like, we're going to blame everything else, but actually these, sa- these <laughs> sailors were racist. Yeah. For beating up people who, of, of, that, of that of color, like yeah, that's it's, 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 uh, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt is a uh, what did they call a uh, uh, communist, right? Yeah. Like she's a commie. Yeah, it, everything except let's address racism, which is why we're still here where we are today because nobody ever wants to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, so the one thing that did happen, like yeah, these riots were absolutely awful and terrible, but it did place the racial injustice that was happening in the Navy in the public eye. And yeah. so like some attention is starting to get drawn to it. And then I did find an article that noted that Avinger, after being discharged, he ends up like falling into drug use. Oh, I know he was incarcerated a few times. Oh, fuck, man. Um, but he ends up finishing a degree in social work and he ultimately ended up working and helping folks as a drug and alcohol counselor. Oh, amazing. But I just wonder like, what would his life have been like if mm. that racial tension you know, wasn't there, would he have completed his time? Would he have, you know, what, what, you know, cause he seems like he's someone that had the power to be a leader. Cause he rallied yeah, these he guys, he stood up for himself, you know, like what, what, like that potential, it just, it yeah, sucks. It's a shame. And then, so some points of in- interest, um, the thing that I thought was crazy is like, you know, they're fighting till two thirty in the morning, right? People were getting beat. 
It's crazy on board. The next morning, the ship just, it's, it's like they just continue and mm. they, they are on time with, with uh, the launching of stuff from the deck. Like they just like go yeah. back into their mode. It's the military. Uh, it is yeah. wild. We've got because a mission like, to do. And they're in the middle of a war. Yeah. Like there's a war happening. They're like, we got to launch stuff. But Holy meanwhile, shit. they're up till 2.30 in the morning, like fighting each other. And then mm. they just go back to work. It's wackadoodle. Yeah. It's wackadoodle. Probably also why they're so fucked because <laughs> it's to be confined like that is really got to mess with your mental health. It's wild. I wonder if they'd consider any of that now, like testing or like taking, studying how long someone's been on a boat and what's the length before you oh, actually, before like, you got to pull them. Yeah. We got to take sure. them out because they can get a little wacky. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so in the end, uh, Navy leadership was encouraged to fix inequality by providing more training and therefore access to new higher level jobs. So like they oh, tried to fix okay. the situation. And then in 2000, yeah, 2022, the USS Kitty Hawk was sent to the scrapyard. <laughs> so, I mean, wow. Yeah. Not wild. Like it just last year, they like broke it up and sold it for parts. Wow. Yeah. My dad was on the USS Enterprise. Oh. And my mom for Christmas last year got him, I guess they put a yearbook out. Oh. Every, I, forgive me I think it's every year and so for Christmas she had found online the book where he was in it <gasps> and so he opened it in front of us and it was I gotta tell you I'm not that like I don't know emotional about things like this but my dad opens the book he flipped a couple pages and he goes there's me there I am and I was <gasps> like what and it was him holding like this rope on uh, the deck and I was like I started to get tears in my eyes so did like, she know that he shit. was going to be in it like was um, she able to like yes because it? I guess his mother had the book and of course it's oh. gone so so she knew about the book but we, he always told, the only thing we ever knew about my dad on the USS Enterprise is that he shook John F. Kennedy's hand oh because John F. Kennedy came aboard to like that's so bless awesome. the ship or whatever like he came aboard yeah. and my dad was he he, he was oh. the hand, he shook his hand yeah but it was so weird to see him gotta, in his book. I need. I I want to do this for somebody that I know. Yeah, it's really cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was really. I I mean, very cool. Amazing, amazing. Uh, don't you love that? I love. Ugh. My son was telling me, um, yesterday. He was like, oh, did you know? He asked if my mother had told me what she had found because you know she's like kind of cleaning out and going through stuff, and I think she found like an old wallet of my dad, something. Yeah. And inside was like a a before they were married like a little photo booth you know where you oh, go in yeah cool from like 1970 oh i love this. something you know? oh my god and i was like oh i can't wait to see it oh i have that thing framed isn't it cute so i'm like i'm oh my so god. excited to see like yes see them in that <sighs> it's amazing i don't know i'd love a photo booth have you ever done like photo booth pictures <gasps> yes, yes there used to be one over at the wharf there used to be one oh the one that i remember doing was in uh just realized my shirt's backwards. Um, <laughs> is in I was in one in Orlando with some friends like years yeah. and years ago. Oh, I have I have one with my dear dear friend Medea. Uh, um, I Medea. have Medea. Yeah. Um, I have I have uh, like the little strip. It's me and her, and then I have one with like you know someone from many moons ago. <laughs> but it's so cute to see because just like the oh my god I don't know just the quality of it and the way it looks and like you could tell you're in the yeah. booth well, and, and like and the silly faces and there's like, something it's just so and there's something about holding a photo now yeah. which is not something we do anymore my no. mom has a photo album photo yeah. album but when I'm just yeah. like well I uploaded them somewhere yeah. like they're somewhere on a computer so you know what I mean I yeah. don't have like a book I don't either I mean yeah. I have books from when my kids were babies and then I just stopped developing you know yeah, yeah. and my firstborn my god yeah it's just like I took so many pi yeah, I just picture same. after picture after picture after picture <laughs> but even those it's like you know I don't even know where those photo albums are I know that's what I mean like we but don't now keep them. But I, it, it sucks too because I used to love yes I still love going to my mom's and like flipping my son the photo loves that. I mean the 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 photo albums yeah. But there's something, somebody was telling me that you can um, make these books where you just like upload your pictures yes. and they'll mail it yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. not that expensive. My so sister-in-law like, did that. I was like, maybe I should do that. Like just go back yeah. and make these little books just so that, that we have something. Yeah. You know? I don't think it's very expensive either. No, no, not and anymore. It used to be expensive, yeah. but I think now yeah, because who's good. printing? Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. 
And like dispo, I used to like the disposable cameras. Yeah. And even at, like at my wedding, even though like it, it was you know early two thousands or whatever, like where people were still doing cell phones or whatever, like we put disposable cameras on every table, like one or two of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember how many, but it was like at every table there were some, and then it was just like take whatever pictures. So then I have a, a separate album of like oh, everyone, that's fun. like because you know because like you have like the professional pictures. Yeah. But then it's like these fun, random pictures of people being silly. Yeah. And like, you know. That is fun. Yeah. So are, so, so are you coming up on 20 years married? No, soon? no, 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 no. We're 16. It'll be 16 years. Okay. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good run, honey. 16 years. I got to tell you, one of my favorite things and also makes me cry every single day <gasps> is, and I read the paper every day, is the obituaries. <gasps> And I, if it's a long obituary, I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Like, I just want to see. And I read and it's always like survived by or Uh. married to the love of their life. Uh. And it's always like they were married for 50 or 60. It is. And and the things that they've done are the children, the children, the grandchildren, the great grandchildren. And I just think about their life and like, like what a life. 50, 60 years is incredible. That's wild to me. I mean, I got married a little older, so I'm like, I don't yeah, know me if too. we'll ever make it that far. But um, still. Yeah, like my, my grandma and my grandpa were married for, uh, you know, I think she was like 18 or 19. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, yeah. They yeah. were married forever. It's incredible. And he, I think the story, um, one of the stories goes that, because uh, they were in this little town in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was a few years older than her, and he saw her. She, But she was young. She was like, I don't know, 12, and it, like joking around with her. He's like, I'm going to marry you one day. And oh. she ran all the way home. Oh. She ran all the way home was like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, uh, they got married. But And they were always cute. Like, they were always sort of couples goals for me, because, like, my grandfather mm. was just, like, very, just, like, affectionate and funny and he would you know I just like he he would like you know tease her and like you know make her laugh and she would be like get away and so I have a few pictures of that like in those interactions that Ooh, I I'm gonna love. start crying don't cry <laughs> but I love it so much I love it uh, so much don't cry don't cry don't cry I, can't help it. I know but it's just like it's just beautiful you know I don't know oh. <laughs> all right so on that note <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave you in tears. <laughs> Happy two hundred episodes. <laughs> Happy two hundred episodes. Oh my god. <laughs> you did this last week. We were literally talking last week, and she was telling me how she, when she looks at her husband. Oh, she's did still I do this? Not on the air, oh, but oh, she told oh. me off the air. Oh, and. uh what she feels when she looks at him and I was like, Wah! because, you know, I, uh, I don't you know. Love I've love. Come, I love love, but I think I've come to terms with the fact that like, I have been very lucky to have loved so many times. Not like it's a dozen, but no. like a handful. And I feel like lucky, like my story isn't going to be an obituary with like 50 years. Like I know that. And so, but you know, it's, and that's okay. That's okay. But I would love to have like that monumental. Yeah. That lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Like I want that so badly. (sighs) I know it's crazy, but. No, it's beautiful. It is. And I love to see it. it. Like I'm I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because like, um, I never saw grandparents like that. I know that my mother's parents were like that. Like they ran away and got married, because she was Italian and yeah. Catholic and he was like Protestant or something. And so they had to run away to get married. And they left a note for her dad. And she's <gasps> like, sorry, daddy. And my mom has that letter where she's like, sorry, daddy. But Richard <laughs> like ran off to get married. And they had to oh, come back awesome. and he's like, okay, but you have well, to go. Now you have to get married to the church. Right. Like enough of this bullshit. Right? So, <laughs> but they had that. And I never saw it because she passed away before yeah. I died. But I know they had that sort of love. So I love to hear my, stories my like other, that. So my other grandmother, because my father's mother and father my my dad was a, a teenager when my grandfather passed away oh my god um but they used to the the story that i uh, i always heard about them was they they used to call them romeo and juliet in the oh. town like the townspeople you oh say they're god. romeo and juliet and i was like isn't that cute <sighs> it's very cute it's it's just and then 
even seeing, I love, I, I can't watch them all the time because I get upset. See, we're what too emotional. This? What are we doing? You know what I wrote down for a title? <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. And I Blood, think that tears. might be the episode 200. But like seeing like the old videos make me sad too. Because yeah. you see like, it's, uh, you see like seeing like my family members when I was not even a thought in anyone's brain. Yeah, yeah. And you see like their life and their existence. And it's just, it's wild. It's wild. And it's also like a part of who you are. Yeah. So when you tell the stories like Romeo and Juliet, like yeah. if that hadn't happened, you wouldn't be yeah, here. right? Like, so it's it crazy. is. It's cr- if my grandparents hadn't taken that chance and ran off together to defy yeah. their, her parents, like I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Like that the power of love and what it can do wild. is it creates these families and, and beautiful, like, you know, it's, it's just a, it's life changing. That's, and I want that. Like, I want life-changing fucking love. And oh, I'm ready. Like, let's what do the it. fuck? You're going to do it. Let's go. Oh, all right. So now on here. that note. Yeah. By the way, go fuck yourself. All right. Like, what the fuck are you still doing listening to this podcast? You're going to listen to these whole old ladies crying now? We I should mean, be crying about Biden that way. Oh, please. <laughs> There's enough time for those tears. Trust me. Let me tell you something. Election oh. night, we better be getting fucking drunk. All I know I, is we better be drinking I don't, election night. I don't even know how I'm going to handle election night. No, 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 no. No, we have to all be together. No, absolutely. We have have to to. all, you know, all of our group. Yeah. We have to all be together in a room. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying like, put the sleeping bags out. Everybody get a bottle. Everybody bring a bottle. We're spending the night somewhere's house. Hi, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say I'll volunteer my house, but I'd rather be at Emma's house because at least James can make us food. James will be cooking for us all night. He'll throw spaghetti at us as we're crying. Let's just go to Emma's house. We'll be at Emma's house. Yeah. And we're all going to have sleeping bags. Yeah. And we're staying. And we're never leaving. And we're never leaving. Hi, I live here now. (laughs) Daisy's jumping over us. Like, this is where I sleep, bitch. (laughs) I can't help it, Daisy. So that's the plan. All right. It's one year in advance. Get ready. It's a good plan. Get ready. It's a good plan. Can we go do that now, though? Can we also do it now? (laughs) All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.